Yo, what is up? What is up? What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another Beyond the Chair podcast. This is episode, if I'm not mistaken, this is episode 24. We've been rolling. We have been rolling. I'm not, well, I guess that, that would make, if I'm counting by fours, so now there's four weeks in a month, and we're 24, that would mean I've been doing this podcast for six months. But I do know that I took a few breaks in there. I took a few weeks off. So, man, I've been at this podcast for about seven to eight months now. So, man, my, I'm, I'm telling you, like, my how does the time fly? I, I really don't even keep track of it because I just do it weekly. But, man, the time just flies by, especially when I I, I just thought about that. This is episode 24. Imagine what's going to happen when I get to episode what 100 that would mean i've been doing this podcast for a few years at that point but welcome back if you guys are just tuning in for the first time i do this every wednesday 9 30 central standard time and i discuss any and everything that involves barbering so today's episode this is a actual like a part two discussion of latin well i wouldn't even say last week because i took a break last week but the week before where i was just talking barbering and in that episode, I was just talking about basic random things. And in this episode, I went to Instagram just to ask some people, hey, let's talk some barbering. If you guys have any questions, you know, you know how that goes. Drop them on the Instagram. And if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, it is I do a barber, I-D-O-I-T, barber. And you can go there and, you know, chop it up with me. You could talk here on YouTube, leave comments and stuff. But if you want to get more personal and be able to leave longer messages and make sure that I'm pretty much going to see it. Hit me up on Instagram. And that's the I do a barber. Also, if you're in the D Dallas Fort Worth area, Garland to be exact, and you want to get a haircut or if you want to stop by and say what's up to me, stop in to DFW Barbers. Go to idoabarber.com to book your appointment. Or like I said, hey, you can just stop by. Uh, a, few, a few barbers actually do stop by. And they actually took me up on my word for it. So, hey, dude, I'm not a... Uh, I will not be upset if anyone stopped by. So feel free if you're ever in the area, if you just want to meet me or something, or if you just want to hang out, or like I said, if you want to just get your hair cut, just stop on in and chop it up with me. But in this episode, let's go right into the Instagram questions because this is going to be quite interesting. Oh, before I even get into this, oh, I would, I would feel bad about not mentioning if you're listening to this on YouTube or if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or no, not SoundCloud, Spotify. Yeah, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Anchor. You can also watch this in the digital platform on my YouTube channel, and that is MMA Barber Life. But for those of you that are watching this or I guess or listening, I guess it just all depends. But anyway, at any rate. You can uh, listen to this on those podcasts and platforms as well. Anchor, Spotify, Apple, well, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. You can check out this podcast there. Listen to it while you drive. Listen to it while you work. Listen to it while you work out. Listen to it while you take a shower. Listen to this while you cook. Listen to this while you're eating lunch. Whatever the case may be, you can listen to this podcast in that format at any rate. But... Let me actually make sure the settings are, are correct before I actually 
go too deep into this podcast. All right, cool. So we're good. All right. So Instagram. So as I said, in my Instagram stories, I go out and I'll field questions like, hey, ask me anything. And of course, people reply. And of course, me being a man of my word, I'm going to answer their questions. So let's get right into it. So first question is, well, question slash comment, comment slash question in no particular order. So it says, I support the community. Not many barbers do your thoughts on why not. And what are the benefits if you do? Uh, Well, that's sort of a slightly easy answer. And my thoughts to that is why barbers don't support the community is that one, they don't care, to be honest. And two, when people are making money, it's kind of hard to tell people what they should be doing or what they should do, because a lot of people get stubborn once they start making money. But uh, and, and another thing, too, is with the whole community thing is maybe barbers don't relate to their actual community. That could be one thing, because, hey, if you don't relate to the community that you work in, what motivation do you have to actually go out and help that community? Now, who knows? Maybe they could be doing some community more in their local area where they live. But, you know, just totally different. Um, But like I said, barbers do get busy and things like that. And a lot of times, you know, you just don't really think about that unless you really make that your initiative. Like you really make sure that's your focus to do those things. But like I said, most barbers just don't. And, you know, it would be nice for barbers or barbershops or barbershop owners to get more involved in the community. And the second part, well, I wouldn't say second part, but the other half to his comment question was, what are the benefits if you do? So the benefits is you actually get a return on whatever time, whatever investment that you put into investing in the community. Because at the end of the day, you're a business. If people see that a local business is out here supporting, helping the community, doing stuff like this, of course, they're going to try and reciprocate that love and show it right back to you. They're going to come out. They'll check you out, your barbershop, what have you, whatever. And we're not even talking about just barbershops. Let's just speak in general. Uh, whatever business you have, they'll go out, they'll come out, they'll support you. And then hopefully your business will do well. That's if your business is run properly. But there are definitely benefits to it because it can, it, man, it can open up so many doors by being involved in the community. And where I'm talking about community, if you're talking about the community where your barbershop is located, you know, you can get the city on your, on your side, you can get rub hands, shake, you know, kiss babies, all that whole political nonsense, do that stuff. And it'll help you out quite a bit because you never know who you might need at any given time. You know, you go out, help the community. They know about this. You get involved. You get to actually shake people's hands, put dames to faces. And people will be like, okay, yeah, I remember this guy. He he was the one that, okay, yeah, let me check him out. Or if, if maybe you might be in trouble, someone will be more likely to lend a helping hand. And in business, that helps out a lot, quite a bit. And as I go into the next question, well, before I go into the next question, if you guys have comments, Leave them in the comments below if you have questions, really. Uh, basically, what I'm doing right now is I'm fielding questions from Instagram, uh, from my Instagram stories. So 
that was my answer to what you were saying about why don't barbers whoops whoa that could have been dangerous uh why don't barbers support <laughs> support the community and what are the benefits but yeah lots and lots of benefits like when you're in business it's good to go out and collaborate with people and get your name out there because it, it really does help it does help a whole lot because just by you doing that and i gotta retouch on it again just by you doing that you can get so much more in return just for doing something that's free technically or just a little bit of your time you just go out and spend a little bit of your time here and there people will will um reciprocate that love it's just like if you cut someone's hair let's say you have a new client you cut their hair they like the haircut they like the atmosphere professionalism blah 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 and they might come back and bring you their whole family they might come back and bring you all their sons they might refer you to all their customers or, their, or customers cousins or friends that's how that works same thing works it's just like a it's almost like a transaction but, but without money you know you're just building relationships and friendships so the next question pete from tejas i wonder what part of texas pete's in doesn't say i just tried to look him up here here on instagram i wonder if i know pete from texas Interesting, but um, I'll, I'll have to go back to Pete from Texas. So he says, starting my, my journey in January, barber school, here I come. Any advice? Oh, oh, oh. Pete from Texas, I have plenty of advice. I have plenty of advice for you. And shout out to you, Pete from Texas. I'm, I'm actually looking at Pete's uh, Instagram. Doesn't have any haircut photos. He has more of uh personal stuff which is dope cool um so my advice to you pete is this and i'll and this is more general and i tell this to everyone that asks me about uh advice going into barber college now let me i i assume that you already have the school that you're going to you are, you already have this picked out so my advice to you is always be learning be a sponge and never forget that you're there there at school to learn learn as much as you can challenge your instructors your teachers whoever and what i mean challenge them i don't mean like challenge everything that they teach you meaning like you're that student that's always questioning like oh oh what about this 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 no when i mean challenge them i mean challenge them to give you more challenge them as far as their knowledge like really try and pick their brain and get as much as you can because hey we all know barber school is expensive it's not getting any cheaper out here so that's my recommendation get as much out of the barber colleges as you can because one they're taking your money and they're not going to be apologetic about taking your money so why not get what you can in return and i mean it may sound dirty but you're there to learn essentially so remember go there to learn be a sponge always be willing to try something new and you'll be better off for it uh i see a lot of times with barbers that go to barber college they a lot of times it's just it's kind of funny they go there in the mindset of i'm just here to get my license or oh i just only want to work on this like they just have it in their mind they have it in their mind that they're only there to work on this 
and that's it. Like they don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. They're, they're real selective with what they do while they're at school, which is not good because, hey, you never know when you may need skills. I always tell people this. I always tell people that you never know when you may need a skill that you learned, who knows, months ago, years ago. It may come in handy. There are lots of things that I learned and maybe I haven't applied them yet, but there's lots of things that I've, I have learned through the journey of being a barber that I actually put and use in my everyday. What I do is, um, and this is, you'll only know this if you know me or if you watch me work, you'll see me try different techniques. Now, some barbers, they cut everyone's hair the same every time it's like uh like almost like they're assembly line robotic manner where they're just like do this do this do this do this do this do this to the same customer all the time me with my customers because i just like trying new things i like experimenting i like trying different techniques i like to try and challenge myself just to get better as a barber just to see what the capabilities are see actually what i like just to see if this may be quicker, if this may be, be better, if this may achieve a different or better look than what I was using prior, I do this with my customers all the time. And oh, shout out to Javier Roman. I see you in the comments. And oh, uh, while there are more people coming in here, feel free to drop a comment if you have a question about barbering. This is an open episode. We're just talking barbering. Right now, I'm just fielding questions from IG. So I dropped in my story some questions. Well, I didn't drop questions. I told people to ask me questions and I'll answer them on the podcast. And that's what I'm doing now. Uh, so Pete from Texas is asking me about barber school. So I'm just giving them a little bit of advice. So I, I always, with my customers, I always try new stuff. Now, do they know this? No, unless they're a barber, then they probably know. But if they're an ordinary customer, more than likely they don't know. And like I said, I try new stuff all the time time i try like let's say i i may use andis masters with the double magnetic guards on this haircut i might use my envies with the wall blades using the wall guards one time i might use blades the other time i might incorporate using scissors into this haircut whereas before i just use only clippers now that's just for me it just makes it fun because for me i get a little bit bored if i'm just going to do the same thing over and over every time now there's a time and place for this, mind you, because some things when I try and experiment, they may take a little bit longer. So I might just be like, eh, maybe I don't want to do that like this this time. But whenever I know I have a little bit of a break in between customers, I like to experiment. I like to just try something new. But if I know I'm, I'm busy and I've got like customers back to back to back, I won't experiment too much too much. I'll still experiment, but I won't experiment too much. If you know what I'm saying? Like I'm always experimenting. Like, uh, take for instance, today, uh, had a client, uh, had a haircut beard at six o'clock and he wanted to change up his style. And I was like, Oh, dope. Cool. You know, Hey, I'm dumb down for some of this. So did a, he did a ball fade typically we do a one like a drop fade but we do a one and he have length on top so he wanted a spike look so we took like three inches off did a drop ball fade did the beard and everything and i tried some new techniques with especially with the scissors i tried a few different techniques with the scissors on his hair and the, one of the things is 
he'll never know the difference. He'll never know that I'm trying something new unless I just, I guess, like butcher his hair, I guess. But that didn't happen. So, so you know, he's not the wiser. But for me, I, I just like it that way. I can just try some different things. And who knows? Maybe it's like something I'm like, okay, I'll try this again on his hair again. Or maybe if it's that good, I'll, I'll try it on more customers another time. So I just like trying new things. And in Barber College, that's what I recommend that you do. And that's actually one thing that I did in Barber College. I didn't just stick to the same old script, stick to the same routine. I cut everyone's hair. I didn't care like what style you had. I didn't care if it was, you know, I, like some barbers, they only want to cut black people's hair. Some barbers only want to cut white people's hair or what have you. No, I was cutting everyone. I just wanted the experience because one, you know, depending on the school you go to, you may or may not get enough reps in there, just to be honest with you. So, you know, it would behoove you not to turn down any haircuts. And also if your school will allow you to do that. I know one of the schools I went to where I got my barber license from, they uh, you could actually kind of duck off on haircuts, if you know what I'm saying. But yeah, barber college is fun. And oh, here's nothing. Always keep it fun. Keep a positive attitude while you're in barber college because it's really easy to fall into the negative nancy approach where you know someone's journey through barbering may not be as good as yours and they try and pull you down because of all of their negativity and they're like oh man this school sucks oh they're not teaching me this oh they're not teaching me that you need to remember that at the end of the day most barbers out here a lot of them are self-employed so it's a self-motivated business. It's a self-driving business. So you have to be motivated enough to learn on your own as well, not just rely on everyone to give you the knowledge. So that's another thing. You know, yes, you're going there and a lot of people expect that the school to bestow them with all this wisdom and knowledge. And once you get done with your however many hours, depending on the state that you're in, to be A1 with the, with the clippers and the scissors, no, that's not the case. You have to go out and get it yourself because everyone's learning curve is different. Everyone's ability to learn is different. Everyone's learning style is different. Uh, and, and that also depends on the educator. You know, the, they just might be cut and dry and just get you stuff just to pass the state board. And that's it. But at the end of the day, like, what are you learning as far as like hard skills? Like, what are you really learning? So that's one of those things you just got to remember. And then, uh, and keep in mind. So let me let me go to the comments here. Leo Banks, he says, I got all the steps down. I feel I cut at a normal pace. But when I look at the time, two hours has passed by. Any advice on how to reduce my time to at least 30 to 45 minutos? Leo Banks, shout out to you. Uh, hope you're still watching this where you can actually, I guess, get my re response or answer to your question. So Leo Duncan, here's your answer. And before I answer anyone else who has questions, we're just talking barbering in this, in this episode. So if you have questions for me, drop them in the comments. But Leo Banks, to answer your question, to get your haircut time down from two hours to 30 to 35 minutes, it's gonna take repetition, perfect practice, and actually sticking to the script. That's like some of the most important is sticking to the script and making sure that you do the same thing as far as it, let's say you're doing a fade or even just scissors. So let's say you do a full hawk or comb over or pompadour. 
if you're going to do the pompadour one way, make sure you do it that one way all the time. It completely ignore what I just said earlier about how I like to experiment for you in the stage that you're in. Do not experiment with things outside of what you're trying to learn. Just try and get down what you're trying to learn that's actually holding you up. Because if you go out and experiment, it's just going to throw another monkey wrench because one, you either if then that's if you don't take to it like a fish to water, you're going to have to learn it all over again. And which means just, it's like you're taking two steps back to take a step forward. But you don't want to do that right now. So keep the same steps, do them over and over and over. Perfect practice and repetition. This will help you. And you'll notice and there's no real barometer on, oh, if you do this 30 times, you'll, your time will automatically go down once you hit 30 reps of ball phase or whatever. There's no barometer to this. You will know, obviously, when you look at the time and you'll just be like, oh, wow, that was quick. Now, when I cut hair, my haircuts, they're booked out 45 minutes. Now, a lot of the haircuts I do, I can bang them out in 30 minutes. Some of them, depending on how easy it is, I can bust it out in 20 minutes or less. But honestly, I don't like to feel rushed. So I I book my uh, haircuts out 45 minutes because I like to talk and I like to just kind of not really just take my time. I like to be very detailed as well, but I don't like to feel like I'm rushed, like I'm just in a assembly line and trying to hurry up and get done as fast as I can. So, like I said, once you get your time down, you'll see that. But you have to stick to the script and do the same things over and over, because once you get that embedded in your mind and your subconscious, it's really I'm going to be honest, because I, I could assume if you're doing haircuts in two hours right now, if it's taking you two hours to do haircuts right now, that you're probably doing a lot of unnecessary maneuvers. I can I can make I can pretty much. I can pretty much guarantee that you're doing a lot of things that are unnecessary. You're not making every move count. And that's another thing too. Oh man, I'm so glad I mentioned this. Making every stroke count. And this goes for any barber, not even just you, Leo Banks, but just other barbers in general. And I know every barber can relate to this when you're talking about efficiency, when you're talking about speed, or if you're just talking about how to achieve like a look or whatever. If you really pay attention to your haircuts and you look at what you're doing and the steps, the process that you're using to achieve the look, look at how many times it may take you to achieve whatever or how to get to here or whatever. You might look and say to yourself, okay, yeah, that was cool, but I ended up having to go over this and then this and I had to come back and blah, 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 blah. Now, if, if you were to make every stroke count, and do everything correctly the first time you won't hope you won't have to go back and do it again you know it's the the, the carpent carpentry that whole uh analogy measure measure twice cut once same thing when you do things right and follow the steps it will help you out in your efficiency and i noticed this with myself and i'm guilty of it myself like i'll i'll let's say uh trying to think which haircut did I do this on it was a, maybe a few days ago I, I did a few haircuts actually it was last week a few haircuts I did uh, towards the end of the day I just decided to experiment I was like oh let me do it this way instead of this way and then I noticed that it took me longer to it to get to where I was going now 
did one method look better than the other? To be honest, no. But overall efficiency, I would have been better off doing it the way that I normally do instead of experimenting because there was just a lot of like cleanup and a lot of detailing. Whereas if I would have gone with my normal method, it's less detail work, but more of you're actually putting it together completely as you go versus just putting stuff in and then having to come back and really detail and polish. So I uh, hope that helps you out. Perfect practice, repetition, and using the same system. And I'll also making every stroke count because you will know it. You do go with the scissors. Let's say you cut the top and you do it like half ass. Then you come back cross check and you're like, dang, I, I missed this. Like, dang, I should have got this when I initially went through or with the fade. Like you might be go back and do some more stuff like, whoa, there's this big old spot I missed. Whereas, whereas if you would have just went in there and made every stroke count, you could have helped your efficiency out, which also in turn helps your uh, your time out. So Duncan McLeod, he says, bro, I'm, I'm growing magic mushrooms. Have you tried them before? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I have not. Donkey McLeod. No, I haven't. Uh, so Poetic Cuts, what up? And I got another question that, to answer on Instagram too. We'll get to this at, after this uh, next question by Poetic Cuts. And like I said, guys, if you have questions, leave them in the comments below and I'll answer your questions. We're just talking for this episode of Beyond the Chair podcast. We're just talking barbering. We're just talking barbering, any and everything barbering. That's what this podcast is about. So the question from Poetic Cuts is, do I have issues with detachable blades not blending all the way on certain hair textures? <laughs> what up, bruh? See you, Poetic Cuts. So do I have that issue with them not blending all the way on certain hair textures? Hmm. I'm because I know how to use detachable blades, I have to answer no. See see the Dikembe Matumbo finger? However, I think I may know what you're talking about. Because I've noticed even on using uh, detachable blades and blah 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 that sometimes it can be a little bit tricky. It doesn't and it, this just has to go with particular clients like some clients have hair that's just like that where it just requires a little bit more attention than others and we all know as barbers you know we got people and we know clients you know when you get your clients that come in you'll know and your clients you'll be like man okay i know what i'm in store for with this haircut or you may see a guy like okay cool this is a pretty easy haircut his hair fades easy blah blah, blah. this won't take long or you might look at another guy like man i'm gonna have to put some work in on this one that's just how it is. And I don't think that's just a detachable blaze. Who knows? Maybe it's just the client. But let me go a little bit further. Maybe you may not be as uncomfortable with the detachable blades. That could be it. I'm not sure how long you've been fading with them or how much work you've been putting in with them. But I've noticed with detachable blades, you really do have to know how to use them. If you don't, it can seem like they're not fading well because uh, with detachable blades, it's, there's no adjustments. There's no adjustments for those of you guys that don't know. You just slap on a blade. It's a fixed blade, fixed length, and you just go in and cut, and then it's supposed to do what it does. Now, the problem I noticed with the detachable blades is 
not and this isn't even a problem. I, I shouldn't even say it's a problem. It's more of a cautionary tale where with a detachable blade, it's you got to be very careful because when you go from skin to, through the one with the detachable blades, it's really hard to get a real smooth blend using detachable blades from the from skin to the one. Once you get above the one, once you start getting into like the one A, the one and a half, two, three and a half, it's pretty easy. They blend well into each other. It's really, really hard to create a hard line when you're using the the one A, the one and a half, the two, the three and a half, three and three quarter, three fourths, the five, whatever, whatever you're using. You have to do something flagrant in order to get lines once you start going up higher in blade length. But once you once you start actually going from skin to the one with detachable blades, it can be a little bit tricky. One recommendation I have for you is this. If you're having a hard time like trying to smoothen out from skin to the one with detachable blades, I would say this. For any interest of your sanity, <laughs> any interest of time, <laughs> in the interest of putting out a good haircut, I wouldn't focus so much on just using the blades to try and complete it with the blades solely and just be proud that you did it all with blades. Ha ha. I would say just come back with your adjustables and just polish, 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 Ugh. polish, polish, polish. Man, say that three times. Polish, 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 whatever. You know what I'm saying? Do this and it'll help you out tremendously. You know, just get it in. Just go ahead. Do your little system. Put it in and then just come back and polish and refine. Because most of the time, I've, what I've seen with a lot of people that use detachable blades, especially when they solely fade with them, most people come back with their adjustables and you just go from the close to open lever and just polish that little area from the triples or uh, from the zero or skin to the one length. Now, the reason that is, is the hair that always tell people this, there's two, there's two, um, there's two parts to a fade. There's the skin to the one, and then there's the one and above or everything above the one. So you could have the, the skin to the one area looks good, but once you get to above the one, it can still look patchy. It could still look uncoordinated, not symmetrical, or vice versa. The one and above looks nice and creamy, but the area from the skin to the one it may be a little bit polished. You may see some dark spots. You may see a line quite possibly. And that's where those adjustables come in when you're just using it at that lever. Because when you're using the fixed blade, I mean, think about it. Depending on how bald you get it, you know, let's say you get a ball with a shaver. You know, you got the five out, triple out, OA and the one. Those are very small measurements. Very, very precise. Therefore, you're going to have to really be precise using the blades with this. But like I said, I wouldn't fret too much. I wouldn't fret. Don't fret. Just use your, your adjustables and just polish with it. Saves you a lot of time. Saves you a whole lot of time. So Poet uh, Cuts, he says, yeah, I'm actually fresh out of school. Use them for the first time because I've been watching your videos a lot and want to learn it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll always tell people this. I highly re recommend that you learn some stuff with detachable blades it's good to know now is it for everyone no is it hell of expensive yes it can be uh me personally uh the school i went to where i got my regular barber license from 
they actually gave us detachables. They gave us a pair of Austin 76ers, all the blades, wall seniors, and detailers. So and they gave us they gave us a system on how to fade with the blades, and it was good. I didn't take to it at first. I, I reverted right back to the guards, but I think about halfway through Barber College, I actually just tried it one day, and I was like, damn, this is way quicker. And I was like, damn, this this cuts way cleaner, quicker. Like I noticed, you know, with the guard, you got to go over a lot. But with the blades, it was just like you go in and it just happens so fast. And for me, I love it. What I find myself doing a lot now is I do a lot of mixing. So what I'll do is I'll start off with the adjustables. Let's say I'll have uh, my adjustables, right? I'll go open lever, one inch guy line, and then I'll go half middle uh, i'll go open middle close and then i'll blend that out because for me i noticed it's a lot quicker for me to blend that triple or the skin to the one area out with the adjustables rather than just use the blades and it also keeps me from using cleaning extra blades in between surfaces like the triple out the uh the oa and the one so essentially i can just have all three of those blades in one clipper which is an adjustable and then Everything above that, I'll use the blades. Like I'll use the one and a half. I'll use a two, three and a half. If and it all depends on the haircut I'm doing. Like take today for instance, I did a dude's highball taper, right? And I used my adjustables. I created the first guideline. I did about a half inch, but anyway, at any rate, half inch, boom, went open. Of course, open, middle, close, knocked the line out. Then I put on my um actually no i did that i blurred that out first then what i did was because he wanted a one and a half highball taper so i did i, I what i did was because this guy was mexican so went with the grain but i put a two blade on when it went the, against the grain which is essentially like a one and a half if you're talking about guards if you translate the blades over from guards a two blade is about a one and a half especially you know going against the grain blah 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 so went against the grain so what i did was like i said adjustables open middle close knock that line out and then what i did was i took my one and a half and i went up above that cleared that space out i put my half because i was using my envies with the wall senior the wall uh the wall senior blade the fade blade and i put my half on and i started with it open and then i brought it down to uh halfway and i just polished that so I'm, i combine the two if, if you will if that makes sense to you I, I hope that makes sense so like what i do a lot is i'll combine uh the i'll combine the two uh some haircuts i might just use masters and use the double magnetic guards like i've noticed a lot lately when i'm doing wave cuts on black people it's, let's say they, do, they want a one and a half and i'm like okay i know this will be in the interest of one time and in the interest of cleanup Two, it'd be easier if I just use my masters and just use the uh, the zero and the one and the two if I need to. Sometimes I do need the two. It depends on the hair, the texture, the growth pattern, all that stuff. Uh, but and it, and it's a lot quicker that way because with the masters, it's so easy. You just open one inch, boom, 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 and then you put the one on. I put the one on, open it up one inch guideline above that then i close the one go up with the one to lighten that up then i uh, take the zero close and then i'll hit it with the corners and then i'll polish uh up with the adjustables and that's pretty much a fade 
Akil, man. I see you out there, man. What's up, Akil? Uh, Akil. <laughs> My man, Akil. It's been a while. Uh, so, yeah. So that's what I do. Uh, Leo Banks, he's asking uh, how to get rid of dark spots when there's a dip in the head. Oh, oh, the classic. Classic, man. <laughs> Boy, the cut says I went to a good school then. Uh, I, like me, here's my thing. Well, I, yeah, I'll, Leo Banks, I'll get back to your question, but I, I want to touch on what Poet Cut says. He says you you went to a good school then. Uh, my thing is like the school, my school, my barber school experience was great. Like, but I can't say the same for other students that went to the same school because obviously people were upset because I heard it. I, I spoke with them. You know, they were like they physically told me they weren't happy. But me, I have a positive attitude. I don't have a negative Nancy attitude when I go into a situation because I know I'm in control of my own destiny. I don't put my destiny in someone else's hands. That's a good way to be disappointed. If you want to be disappointed real fast. Put your destiny in someone else's hands. Put all of your trust into someone else's hands. That's a really good way to get upset real fast and get really emotional. So I didn't do that. I was the master of my own universe. I actually took the initiative to go out and cut uh, cut different heads. One of the instructors at the one school where I got my regular barber, uh, barber license from, she uh, cut at a homeless shelter. So she was like, hey, if you students want reps, I know some of you may not be getting the cuts that you want here at school. You're more than welcome to go cut at the homeless shelter. Just meet me here on this day, blah, blah, blah. And I took her up on the offer. I did it uh, quite a bit. I did a vlog about it. I did this. This was like maybe, what is it, 2018? Oh, man. This was 2016, I think. I think maybe, maybe early 2017, but it's on the channel. Uh, you can go check that out. And I, I show some of the haircuts I've done that day, you know, me talking with a couple of the other barbers there. And it's a cool experience. It was, it, it was just like a shop experience you set up. People, I mean, literally, you can cut as long as you want because there's always someone coming in and cutting hair. And of course, you know, you're giving back. So that's cool. And, you know, I liked it. But like I said, uh, a lot of the things and experiences that you have in life are what you make it really i'm just going to be honest with you you know you just got to keep a positive mindset and keep a good head on your shoulders but leo banks so you were saying how to get rid of dark spots where the head dips i know exactly what you're talking about i know exactly what you're talking about now i notice a lot of people when they want to get drop phase i was when people want to get drop phase i'm like I'm usually like, okay, here we go. Especially if I've never cut their hair before, because then you could be in for like a rude awakening because you, like I said, you've never cut their hair before. So you could be like, oh my gosh, here we go. Here we go, right? But here's a recommendation for you for getting rid of those dark spots where the head dips. Here's what you need to do. You, you need to remember what these words I'm about to tell you. And that is this, you need to create the illusion that there is, that there's no dark spots or humps there. So if you know, if you guys don't know or anything like this, you know, if you cut someone's hair, especially in fading and they have a lump an indention, a roll, you go over it, that little area is going to seem or appear darker than everything else because of the hump. 
it's the shadows creating effects or any even some and in some cases it's actually a shadow it's actually something so leo banks to get rid of that what you have to do is you have to go in a little bit lower into that area and knock that dark dark area out to where it appears to be the same might sound a little scary because you're like okay i just went over this you may say hey i just went over this with a one and a half but this little area is darker than this but you want me to go lower you want me to drop this down to a one and come in here and lighten this up yes that's what i want you to do uh and in some cases it depends on the hair texture the hair type the hairstyle uh if you're doing like straight hair you may be able to go in there with some thinning shears and just kind of knock it out and chip it out or you know maybe just like i say use a corner if your clipper whatever guard you're using or what area of the fade you're on just depends and knock that out now here's one thing if you're going to use thinning shears to knock that out you need to be careful because in the interest of the silhouette you need to be careful now i say that because i had a client who he would get i can't remember what he got some sort of mid fade it, I mean, it doesn't even matter if it was skin right so let's say you got a one but through here i don't know if you notice some people's heads indent here some people have them right here and of course the occipital bone area back here so this guy had an ind serious indention right here so what happened is that area of his head on both sides appeared really dark so in that area of the parietal ridge of his head is where you have to really pay attention to his silhouette so in that area you can't go in too far because if you turn and look at his silhouette is going to literally have a cater in his head and that's that's not what you want you don't want to have a cater in someone's head and just totally mess up their silhouette so with him it's almost one of the one of those things where it's like yeah i mean if he likes it cool but you may want to recommend a different hairstyle for him or something different to where it doesn't look bad because it on both sides is a big dark spot because it's just a patch of hair because his hair cave or not his hair but his head caves in right there and it's just almost impossible to get a smooth blend especially if if he's having like a like longer hair through the prada ridge now if he was getting like a mid ball fade with let's say not too much length on top different story because the hair is much lower and you can easily uh finesse that situation but i know what you mean uh, a lot of people with those drop fades right there in that little area right there a lot of people have that indention or whatever and it really throws off the the um the drop fade but like i said just stick to that drop down a little bit lower use the corners go in there knock it out also use your mirrors and turn the person uh here's another key with that turn the person don't just turn them and just look at it and say if it's good turn them and get different angles like see it from different angles other than just straight on so like turn it turn them slowly like this and you get to actually see the balance of what it looks like from multiple angles rather than just looking at it straight on because it with those humps it's almost like a mirage of sorts i'm not sure if you guys drive and you like you're on a long road trip and you look ahead in your car especially on a sunny day you'll see mirages it's almost like what it is like you'll see a mirage at one point but then you look again at a different angle and be like oh okay maybe i'm tripping and then you may turn and you you may like what the 
And it's like your mind's playing tricks on you or your eyes are playing tricks on you. But let me go back to Instagram and answer this question. And like I said, feel free to, uh, if you guys have questions, drop them in the comments. If you have any barbering questions, drop them in the comments and I'll answer your questions. So who is this? Uh, he says, uh, any tips for someone who's about to open a barbershop in a new state with no clients? Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is going to be a funny question to answer because I'm not going to give you a local answer. I'm going to give you a more general answer because this is going to help you generally. And a lot of things here, here's one thing uh, with business, uh, certain businesses require certain tactics and certain maneuvers. Like you can't operate a barbershop as you would operate in a fast food chain per se. Now, there are some things you could take from that business model of a fast food chain restaurant and apply some methods and techniques in a barbershop, but both businesses aren't, that you can't operate them the same. It just doesn't work. It's just like a grocery store and a barbershop. It's not the same, it's not compatible. But there are some general rules of business that apply that you can apply to both businesses. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some general uh, information of business. Okay. So you're saying any tips for someone who's about to open a barbershop in a new state with no clients. Now, if you think about now, I want you to break it down, right? We're going to break this down for you. So if you're, if any business is about to open up in any market, any area, any region or any country for that matter, what do they have to do? They have to get noticed and that especially that is if, you know, it's different if it's a Nike store, right? It's different if it's like a Walmart. It's different if it's like, uh, let's say, uh, Pizza Hut, right? We all know these places. These places are known around the world. All these brands, these brands are known around the world. If one pops up, okay, well, Walmart. Yeah, I know what Walmart is. I know what that's about. Cool. I'm, I'm glad they'll probably go there easily. Right. So not much effort that Walmart has to put in as far as advertising and getting people to actually come into their business. You know, they, they don't really have to to worry about customer acquisition that much because people know Walmart. They've they've probably seen it being built for months already. So for everyone's around the town's already talking about it. Word of mouth spread like wildfire. So it's really easy for that Walmart to gain business and gain traction. Same thing with a like a Nike store, same thing with a Pizza Hut. It's really easy for that to happen in those types of businesses. Now, with a barbershop is different because like I said, you need to have people notice you, which means you're going to have to spend money on marketing and advertising. So, like I said, well, like you said, you don't have any clients and you're in a new state that makes it tricky, which might, which means you're going to have to shell out some dough. Or if you're smart enough, or if you know someone that's smart enough that can help you with it, work on some like SEO stuff, work on internet marketing with you and go do, go put in some sweat equity, ugh, equity and do some things yourself, hit the ground running, pay, pound the pavement, and you can go out there and sort of do it the hard way. Now, another tricky part about your question is you didn't really explain like what your business model is, which I wasn't really expecting you to tell me that. But what I mean by the by that is, are you operating under booth rent or commission? So it's one of those things where it's like, mm, I can give you more specific if you were 
going to say like, hey, I'm going to be booth rent or hey, commission because it's, they're two totally different uh, types of barber businesses and the way they're run and the mentalities too. Uh, with uh, I've noticed a lot with booth rent barbershops, the owners, a lot of the time, they don't really care as far as marketing or advertising because you're your own boss, you're self-employed. If you're talking about each individual barber, you're supposed to worry about your own clientele. You're supposed to be worried about marketing yourself, advertising yourself, getting yourself out there, building your own clientele. The owner's not going to spend thousands of dollars on marketing and advertising to put butts in your chair. Uh, they may do it to put uh, to bring people into the shop, or they may do certain things to bring people into the shop. But most of the times, owners they're not going to bend over backwards to put people in your chair now if you're, you're talking about like a commission-based barbershop that's a totally different story because they have a vested interest in your success because they're taking a percentage of what you make which means let's say let's just say 50 50 we'll just keep it simple let's say it's the your agreement with the shop is 50 50. of course they have a vested interest in your success and people actually being in your chair because they're getting 50 percent of what you make off of every haircut so in the interest of that, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, let me do some advertising and marketing. Let me go out here and, and, and actually spend some money to do this because one, I get a nice little return on my investment. And in the long run, it'll be good for the overall business. So um, let me go back to this question. Uh, so yeah, so like new state and no clients. Yeah, it's tricky. Now for you, especially like uh, if, you, if you're the owner I, I'm going to assume that you're going to actually work in the barbershop as well. Uh, that it would be in your best interest to actually go out and and spend money on marketing and advertising. It's, it's one of those things where it's like almost you have no choice because if you're going to be working in there, you might as well, right? In, in either scenario, whether it's booth rent or commission, you might as well. But uh, one little uh, recommendation I would give to you if you're moving out of state, da -da, do your research on the area. Do, your, do, do some really good research and thorough research. Do, I wouldn't say do, but I would say engineer your success. I hope, and I don't, I don't, it's, uh, I don't want to put the guy's name out there because, uh, these questions are slightly anonymous, but, but yeah, I would say engineer yourself for success. I don't know if, okay. I don't know if, um, if you know what I mean by that, sorry guys, not sure if you know what I mean by that or for really if anyone else who's watching or maybe listening to this later knows what I mean by engineer your success. If you guys don't, let me know in the comments. But also, if you guys have more questions, leave them in the comments because we're about to wrap up this podcast in about T minus 10 minutes. I'm about to get up out of here. So we got 10 minutes of more barbering discussion. But I hope that answers his question or really gives him some insight, gives him some fresh new ideas, give him some food for thought, some things that maybe he could take back and uh, re-strategize and execute with. And that, that's what this part, this uh, barbering podcast is about. It gives you different ideas. It gives you different thoughts. It, it just actually starts a conversation that you may not have on your own because who knows, maybe your mind is not just working there. Maybe you just didn't have that idea. So if, if this could just spark or ignite uh, a flame where that you can go out and do something better 
or do something different or just go out and maybe try something and you're like, wow, this actually worked. Cool, man. Dope. But it's funny about barbering and just customers in general. I got a funny, funny story. So I've got this client. He's actually coming back this weekend. I think he has something special going on. He said, because I saw him this past, I think, Friday or Saturday. Can't remember what day it was. Not really important. But what's important is the first time I cut his hair, which was a few weeks ago. Now, if you guys are just following the podcast, you, you'll know that I have a suite within a barbershop. And with that, I actually am the most expensive barber within my barbershop. So that's, I wouldn't say, well, I wouldn't say tricky, but it does have its challenges because one, like I said, I'm the most expensive guy in the barbershop. If someone doesn't like my prices, they literally can walk right outside the door and get it for cheaper, which is cool for, for the shop, right? Because the money's still in house. This customer is not leaving the, the, the barbershop's doors and going to a different barbershop. They can stay within. So, which means even though they may come back and see someone else, there's still a possibility of them coming back, you know, can kind of, you know, like, Hey, come back buddy. But this customer came in, he came in towards the end of a Saturday. It was a Friday or Saturday. I knew it was a weekend, but he came in towards the end and the barber that cut his hair before wasn't there. He left and he wasn't even answering his phone. So he was like, he's like, uh, Hey, uh, can I get a haircut? So it's like, yeah, cool. He's like, oh, this is nice. You know, like my suite. So, yeah, if you guys haven't seen my suite, uh, I'll be dropping a video next week. I think maybe this week on a tour of my suite all. And I'm literally going to tell you guys and show you all the tools that I use and why. Now, let's go back to the story. So he comes in and he's like, hey, he's like, uh, how much the haircuts? And I was like, uh, $30. So he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, really? He's like, uh, he's like, so-and-so charged me 15 which mind you, that's a, a steep price increase. You know, when you, when you've come to this establishment before and you've gotten your haircut for literally half the price that I'm going to charge you, I know, of course, you know, people are going to think like, Ooh, really $30. And, and the thing about it was he was in a tough spot because it wasn't like he came in in the middle of the day or early in the day where he can maybe just go somewhere else and get his haircut from another barbershop. No, he came in towards the end of the day, which means most of the barbershops are closing around this time. Or if he were to try and go somewhere else, he'd have to be very lucky to get his haircut uh, at that hour. And eventually he sat down in the chair and he was getting his haircut. Now, <laughs> he came back last week, this past weekend, but he brought his brother. So just like I said about earlier, how helping the community and actually doing stuff because people will actually bring their family back. They'll bring their friends back. They'll recommend people to come back and see you. Uh, this guy brought his brother and he was like, he's like, man, this guy's going to hook you up. You know, it's going to change you, your look and blah, blah, blah. He's like, man, you're going to love it. Da, da, da. And his brother loved it. And that's what I love. That's what I love when people actually speak highly of you when you're not working, where where you go out, you do a haircut, you put your work out there into the world and it's basically working for you. So like him, I did some things for him. I offered him some new ideas. I, I recommend him to try some product and he actually loved what I recommended for him. And that's what I love about barbering and about being an educated barber, because me 
and this is why I charge more than everyone else in the shop that I work in, is that I actually educate my clients. I actually give them product. I actually give them styling recommendations. I tell them how to style their hair. I sell them product. I actually help them achieve a good look. I don't just want to cut their hair and just get them right out the door. That's just not my style. I'm not a volume cutter. And I know that. So with him, he brought his brother back, but back to his initial haircut. So when he's getting his haircut, I'm cutting his hair and we're talking, you know, of course, you're going to talk to your clients. And we're like, blah, blah, blah. So come to find out this guy, he, he's funny, though. And this isn't a, uh, uh, this isn't like me saying I hate this guy or anything. He's actually a cool guy, real cool guy. But I, I've got to I've got to talk about this because this these types of customers are very, very funny. So when I'm cutting his hair, he's like, yeah, I was like, well, what you got planned for the weekend? He's like, oh, man, today. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go hit the mall uh, once I leave here. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. What mall are you going to? And then he, the mall that he mentioned, I know this mall. And this is an expensive mall. And he also went on to say that, yeah, I'm going to go hit the Gucci store. and blah, blah. So I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, ur, ur. I'm like, come on. I'm like, really? You trying to, you trying to hijack my prices? You trying to really get me to cut your hair for $15? And you about to go hit the Gucci store at an expensive mall? I'm like, come on now. I'm like, nah, you can't do this now. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, you can't be. Uh, and th this is the thing. Oh, I always tell barbers, do not be afraid to charge what you're worth. A lot of barbers like feel inferior. They feel like, oh man, I don't want to charge people too much because they may not have it. Come on, this dude has it. This dude's trying to go shop at the Gucci store after he gets his hair cut by me, but he wants me to cut his hair for $15. It doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? If you, you, you if you want to buy Gucci, you want to go shop at the expensive mall in town, but you want to skimp out on your haircut prices or you want me to shortchange myself or devalue me so that you can get over. No, it doesn't work that way. So I don't like when customers do that. I don't play that game because a lot of barbers, they feel like, oh, I don't want to charge people too much, man. Oh, people ain't got it. Blah, blah. I will tell you this. Broke people spend the most money out of anyone. Therefore, they've got it. They've got it. And I really don't have sympathy for people that get that, get their hair, get their hair cut like every two to three months. Like those people that only get their hair cut every two to three months, I have no problem charging them the most money because essentially you're only getting your hair cut four, five, six times a year. So why try and be cheap on your haircut? It's like I had a kid that came in the other day. He got a wave cut. He said his, I think his dad or stepdad's a barber, and he typically cuts his hair. So through our conversation, I found out that the last time he's been to a barber shop was like two to three months ago, which means I was like, man. And So I'm like, hey, I'm going to charge this dude full price. I'm like, I don't feel bad. And he's a kid, you know, at that. Well, I mean, technically, he's a adult. He's 18, but he's still in high school. But I still charge him, you know, the teenage kid probably like, like dude, dude you're a grown damn man at this point but and, and like i said like he he rarely pays for haircuts so what's the problem but yeah back like the guy with the gucci stuff that was just funny and that's just one of those things i always tell people don't feel bad like in business you got to leave the emotions out of business you got to treat business like business. Like you really have to treat it like that and a lot of people don't they get emotional they get too attached to people and I know it may sound cold and heartless, 
But sometimes you got to take that approach when you're running your business. You got to think about your business like a business. And that's the, the good side and the bad side of barbering because you can sort of, you know, be a little lenient with prices. You can be like, all right, cool, just give me next time. Or, oh, you only got 22 and the haircut's 25. Okay, cool, just give me next time. I'm not going to sweat $3 or whatever. You can do things like that, right? But if you go to McDonald's, or if you try and go get some gas or if you try and get some groceries and you ain't got it or if you just want to hook up that it doesn't work that way because they're running their businesses like a business but a lot of barbers don't and they look at people and they look at them whether they're looking just on the outside their physical appearance like oh he doesn't have nice shoes he doesn't have nice clothes therefore he doesn't have money no you don't know that who knows? Like, have you heard of the people that go into the car dealerships where they'll dress down so that the people or the sales associates will actually think that they don't have a lot of money so they could either try and get a better price on the car or they won't get hassled so much? What in the world? This cat's weird. Um, but yeah, this happens. People actually do this things. So like me, I don't. I don't feel bad. I really don't. It's like I had a kid. He came in to get his haircut by me one day and he ended up paying. I'm trying to think how much he ended up paying. He ended up paying like almost 50 bucks for his, uh, for his, his service. I remember because he got his haircut. I did his eyebrows. He bought some product from me, which his bill was like, I think like 50. Yeah, his bill was like 50 something dollars. Now, this kid works at Little Caesar. People that work at Little Caesar don't make a lot of money. Mind you, I mean, I think we all know what Little Caesar is. But this kid came in and, and spent over 50 bucks on a service with me. Now, would the ordinary barber, the barber that has sympathy, would have felt bad for this kid and be like, oh, since you work at Little Caesar, I'm going to only charge you $15. No, like if this kid that works at Little Caesar wants to go into the Gucci store or let's say he wants to go buy a BMW or Mercedes, they're not going to give him a, a Little Caesar employee discount just because he's uh, working at Little Caesar. Little C or not Little Caesar, but uh, Mercedes Benz, Audi, uh, BMW. They, they don't base their car prices off of income based. They're not income based price cars. That's not how that works. They, they're in the business to make money. And so am I. <laughs> hey, and so should you really that you should take this approach. Uh, Poet of Cuts, he says, uh, what do you do to prevent razor bumps on black men when doing ball fades and shaves? Uh, one thing I would do or recommend is there are good products out there that work. I'm not going to recommend any because one, there's so many. Uh, go with the grain try not to go against the grain so much and try not to cut so close uh in certain areas a lot of times like black guys have problems with uh, hair on the neck area some some on the chin and the back of the neck uh you, you got to be careful sometimes to know to not go so close and some clients will tell you i've had clients that will tell me straight off they'll be like yo, yo no, no 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 don't don't go down low or don't do this and i appreciate those clients because i'd hate to just go in there and just be like this is freddy cougar style and they come back and then they look like a nestle crunch bar so some clients will help you some won't this cat's crazy um so 
Oh, wow. Actually, I went over on this podcast. So I'm going to wrap this podcast up soon. I'm going to answer Poetic's, uh, Poetic Cut's last question. But yeah, try not to cut so close. Uh, don't cut. What I mean by so close is cutting the hair so close where it'll grow underneath the skin where the uh, hair won't even get a chance to you know, uh, grow out of the skin. And the problem also that happens is the hair curls right back into the skin. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of problems and things. So yeah, just be careful. Uh, but you said, but how do you know how much you're worth and what you should charge? This question can wait, or you can point me to another video. If you've spoken on this before. <laughs> Sadiq L he says no keep going bro Yo, you want me to break the podcast record the thing is like you guys had, should have asked these questions earlier I was fielding questions earlier but we went on to some other stuff you know what I want to talk about one other thing before I get out of here and I know I'm not going to be at uh, well I'll try and answer Poetic Cuts question briefly uh, but I, this is a question for you guys question for the barbers out there I hope everyone that's watching right now is a barber. So here's a question for you. Obviously, I'm black, right? Okay, so if you're black or any ethnicity, ethnic group other than Caucasian, jump in on this one. This is going to be an interesting one, okay? So <laughs> you're going to laugh at this. I'm, I swear. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. You're going to laugh at this. So I this was some weeks ago. But I had an older gentleman come in. He just had a stroke or something. So he had his son, which was also older. He was, anyway, he was older. He was helping him walk and he set him in. You know, he had to kind of help his dad, uh, like, sort of translate for him. Because, like I said, he just had a stroke. But these are older guys. He had some suspenders on, a little flannel, like country guy. <laughs> but he had a Make America Great Again hat that he took off and he sat down. Now, this wasn't the typical Make America Great hat. This was like a custom Make America Great Again hat. This was the one where like he he had it like the, the like I don't know how to describe the hat. It's the ones where it has a little string on the top of the bill, but he, the, the little, he had like some, uh, like a gold leaf and it was like custom embroidered. So he really put time into this hat or unless someone just makes custom because everyone got you know, the typical hats you see like that is the ones that trump came out with when whatever uh you know years ago but he had his hat on so what would you do leave it in the comments y'all I'm, I'm curious would you feel offended or would you either not service him or would you service him and the real question is if you service him would you give him a good service this is my question, you guys. Drop this in the comments. All my ethnic barbers, leave that in the comments below. Now, let me tell you how this uh, this haircut went. Because I actually, me, you know, if you want to know what my answer to it is, I did cut his hair. And I did give him a good service. So what he, what he ended up getting was he got a head shave and he got a beard trim. Uh, so me, here's my thing. My name is on everything that I do, right? Case in point, the guy who went to the Gucci store who tried to knock my price down to $15, he actually came back and brought his brother the next week because my work is good. Like I said, my work is on this. So me being me, I 
even though I'm, let's say I'm, I don't like you for whatever reason, let's just ignore the make America great hat situation. Let's say I don't like you and I cut your hair. I'm still going to cut your hair. Good. I'm not going to mess your hair up on purpose intentionally just because I don't like you. That's, that's silly. That's a good way to, to, to mess up your reputation. Uh, but, <laughs> but I cut his hair good. I gave him a, the full service. He had hot towels and everything, used a razor, did all the stuff, blah, blah, blah. took my time with them, blah, blah, blah. And it was cool. Uh, the guy typically, he doesn't get his hair cut in the barbershop, but he said, hey, if he comes back again or whenever, he'll use me. I told him, hey, here's my card. Go on the website, book an appointment, blah, blah, blah. Cool. I didn't have a problem with him. The conversation we had was great. He wasn't you know, uh, offensive. He wasn't rude. He was actually, they were both really nice. So, uh, for me, um, it was cool. Like I didn't really think anything of the hat. I was just like, okay, he just has a make America great hat again. I know some people, they get offended when they see that hat or if they see someone that supports Donald Trump or anything like that, they get kind of offended. But, uh, but me, I'm just like, you know, I was just like, cool. Like, I've never, it's actually funny. I've never run into anyone who's, who has a make America great hat again. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen anyone wear a make, uh, make, make America great again hat. That was the first time I've ever seen anyone have one or wear one. And his was like, was a custom one. So this was like, it was like totally different, but uh poetic cut says that he would have given him phenomenal service to counteract any stereotype he might have in his mind. Shout out to you, Poetic Cuts. He says, I'm a black guy with dress. Uh oh, <laughs> guys look at me all the time. Like, have you ever cut <laughs> my hair type before? <laughs> you know what's funny? I think this might be the last thing I talk about before I before I wrap up this podcast. Uh, because what you just said, have you ever cut my hair type before? That is the funniest thing. And have any of you barbers out there, and I'm assuming you guys are barbers. Have you experienced prejudice clients, aka race racist or prejudice prejudice clients like me? When it comes to like someone who's prejudiced or racist, I look at them as the same. It's one and the same. But I've had some some people like this where they're like, "Oh, do you know what you're doing? Do you know how to cut my type? Of, do you know how to do this?" Because me, I can cut all types of hair. It doesn't matter. I could style your hair. I could do all this different stuff if you want this, and I offer it, and I do it all the time. And I get this sometimes. I notice this when people will come in, and I've noticed this to happen a lot with Mexicans. I've noticed a lot of Mexicans that I get, not all, but some, they'll come in and they'll say, Hey, uh, can I get a fade? Blah, blah, blah. But they won't even allow me to touch the top of the hair. Their hair would look like a mop, it would just look atrocious. If, if I were to just fade it and just leave it now, who knows? Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe they don't want me to touch it because they don't feel that I'm competent enough to cut the top of their hair. So me being me, you know, the curious one, curiosity kills the cat, you know, I inquire because, I, hey, I'm just curious. So I always ask when people say this and I'm like, I was like, OK, uh, I was like, do you want me to do anything with the top? And. I've got, I swear, I've gotten this reaction a few times, more than once. I've got people that said, oh, oh, you know how to do that? And then I'll, I literally, every time I do this, every time I, I look at them and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> like, what do you mean? Because I'm so curious. I'm I always have to ask them, like, what do they mean by this? Uh, because they, they'll say like, oh, uh, this guy says he doesn't do this, which I'm just like, oh. it's like facepalm, you know what I mean? Because it's like, as a barber, like you should know how to do this. You shouldn't, as a customer, go to one place to get your hair faded, then go to another place to go get your hair styled. That makes no damn sense whatsoever in this day and age. But apparently there are some people that are out here doing this. There's some customers and barbers that are treating each other like this and they're they're and they're like oh okay cool yeah then uh yeah just do it and i'll do it and they'll be like oh wow and then what i'll also do is while i'm at it i'll recommend product especially if they don't use any i'll recommend product i'll use the product that i have because i'm on product line so cool it works for me because then i can potentially sell them some product selling product is so easy but i can sell them some stuff and then they love it like the guy, I did some stuff. I styled his hair and he loved it. I had some kids come in from a youth camp and I styled uh, the one kid's hair because he he says he never wore product in his hair. And his hair, I noticed even when I cut his hair, he had really good hair texture. The fade looks really good on his, his hair type. And I told him, I was like, you need to use some product, man, because your hair, the way he just wears it, it just looks flat, like absolutely flat. Like there's no life to his hair. There's no, it, the hair doesn't look vibrant at all. It, it, it looks almost, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, geez, I can't even, the word has escaped my mind. Limp or, uh, <laughs> there it looks limp, but, <laughs> uh, but his hair, it just looks very like, ugh, like, ugh. You know what I mean? So I used some product. I didn't even blow dry the guy's hair. So what I did was I textured his hair and then I thinned it out. So it allowed me to move it and actually allow the product to work a lot better. And then I styled his hair. Like I say, I didn't even use the blow dryer. I just did some stuff and that's easy for him to do at home. And I styled it and I showed him and he was like, wow. And it gave his hair a whole new life and it looked way better. And after that, of course, these kids don't have money. He was like, he was like trying to borrow money from everyone else to buy some of my product. And this is what I'm saying. Like, it's so easy to sell product. Like product is so easy, especially to people who don't. Well, it's actually really selling product is easy on all fronts. It's easy to sell product to someone who's never used product. It's easy to sell product to someone who already uses product because one, they, they're going to run out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the product is not like Bugs Bunny's carrot. It's not going to last forever. They're going to have to run out and get the product. Hopefully they'll have to get it from you next time. Or, you know, you can sell and get them to buy some of your product. But for the people that don't use product, whether for whatever reason, you have some people that don't use product because they just don't want to use product. Okay, cool. Just don't sell to them because, hey, when you're in the position of sales, you can't sell to everyone. You and you have to realize this as a salesperson. You have to realize you can't sell to everyone. It, it just doesn't work that way. But some people that don't use product, they may not be informed on product or how to use product or the right type of product to use for their for whatever uh, style or look that they're trying to achieve. And I always ask uh clients this in the consultation or while i'm cutting their hair uh what type of do, you know do you use product yes or no if they answer yes uh what type of product do, are you using right now and do you like it you know do you you know if they don't we'll come to a conclusion do you want a wet look do you want a more natural look do you like a product that has a lot of hold do you like a lot of texture i ask all these questions and then we can 
you know, of course, depending on all of the results of all of the questions, then I can actually give them the right product for them, or I can actually use the appropriate product that they're actually uh, are looking for. And then, then they see their hair, they're like, oh, wow, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy some. I sell plenty of product. It's so easy. And my thing is, it's like when my clientele grows, 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 grows and grows, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. I won't be able to keep product on the shelf. I already know it because if I'm able to sell product to, to this and I'm, we're not even gonna talk about that, but because I really do need to wrap up this podcast. Um, I, I went like way over. Typically I try and keep these under an hour or like right at an hour, but like I'm already at probably like an hour and 15 minutes if I'm not mistaken. Not sure. I was trying to see if I can find a counter here, but yeah, I know I went way over on this podcast, which is good for you guys because you guys got to get some extra jewels. You know what I'm saying? So if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, go follow me on Instagram is I do a barber. I do I D O I T barber. And if you're ever in the Dallas Fort Worth area, Garland to be exact, and you want to come in, stop in, just say, what's up to me. There have been a few people that have done so already and cool. We just talk, you know, I cut barbers hair too. And we just sit and we talk, you know, I cut barbers hair. We talk about any and everything barber. If you want to talk about barbering, cool. We talk about barbering. If you don't want to talk about barbering, we, we, we just won't talk about barbering. But if you want to do any of that, if you want to come get your hair cut by me, go to idoabarber.com, uh, book your appointment, and I'll see you, you know, when I see you, I guess. But until next time, oh, before I go, before I, before I say until next time, I'm going to be dropping a video, and I mentioned this uh, maybe five or ten minutes ago, that I'm going to be dropping a video soon. I'm going to premiere it, which means I'm going to watch the video with you guys, and I'm going to be in the comment sections answering any questions that you guys might have. So I'm going to be premiering a video that gives you a tour of my suite in the barbershop, and I actually show you all of the tools that I use and why. I use them and I don't explain the why to every single thing. Mind you, this is a long video for those of you that are listening or watching. This is a long video. It's about 45 minutes. I just edited it today. I just finished it today while I was in between clients at the barbershop and I was like, "Woo! I'm so glad that's done. So, Ooh, actually that reminds me, I'm going to upload it tonight, but I'm going to premiere it. I think I'm not sure. So I'm going to field uh, questions on Instagram on when do people want me to premiere this video? Because like I said, I'm going to take the time out to make sure that I'm live so I can be in the comment section answering any questions that you guys might have while we watch this 45 minute short feature or long feature, whatever you want to call it. But uh, follow me on Instagram and DM me and let me know when you want to see this video. I'm going to put a story. I'm going to poll do a question poll and my stories tomorrow on Instagram. So like I said, till next time, I will see you guys next Wednesday. The next barber video you will see will probably be that one. That's if everyone wants to see it before next Wednesday. Yeah, that, that's how that works. So I'm going to get out of here. It's been your man. I do a barber signing out.